This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Ren, I was thinking, do you own any of the massive companies in the U.S.? No, mate, none of them. Yeah, why is that? Too expensive. I mean, Berkshire Hathaway goes for like $290,000 a share. Amazon is like $1,500 for one share. Hell, I can't even afford Netflix at 300 bucks a share. Yeah, well, instead of waiting around for a pay rise, there's no need for that anymore because our friends over at Stake, they've solved this problem for you. Really? Tell me more. So, Stake is the simplest way to trade US shares. It's a new Australian company that's just started up and they give you access to over 3,000 stocks and ETFs over in the US and they offer you $0 brokerage. You can also buy partial shares, meaning, Ren, that you can finally buy $100 worth of Amazon if you really want to. And you know what the best part is? What's the best part? Now, we've teamed up with Stake over here at Equity Mates. That's you and me, Ren. And we're giving our listeners the ability to sign up with Stake and get $25 in their account to get them started. So, if they head to equitymates.com forward slash Stake, S-T-A-K-E, sign up and fund their account, Stake's going to swing them 25 bucks into their trading account to get them on their way. So that's free brokerage, the ability to buy partial shares so you don't have to spend 1500 bucks on an Amazon share. You can buy $100 worth if you, st- if you really wanted to and 25 bucks to get you going. Mate, you're almost halfway there to a Berkshire Shire Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> Berkshire Shire Hathaway. <laughs> Mate, with that free 25 bucks, I could get 0.01% of a Berkshire share for free. I mean, it's a, it's, an, it's a win-win situation, really. You know what? I reckon if I held that 0.01% of a Berkshire share for like 80 years, I'd be set for life. I'd retire in luxury. We'll get started. Yeah, I'm going to right now. Equitymates.com forward slash stake. Stake, S-T-A-K-E. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is useful. Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, a podcast where we break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend so that you can hopefully make some returns. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you, my man? <laughs> I'm very good, Bryce. How are you? Good. Good. Been a good week. Back on back on air, so it's always exciting. Yeah. Talking to you. Yeah, that's it. Were we ever off air? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very big week for the investing community, I guess. Yes, absolutely. A lot going on and a lot to uh, look forward to, I guess. Well, you've promised me that you've got some news headlines that you're going to be able to whip out in one minute or yeah, less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'll rip through some of them. The first one is, it's Berkshire Hathaway weekend this weekend. So, we're recording on Saturday, the 5th um, of May. 
by the time our listeners are listening to this, the weekend would have passed. But Warren Buffett's about to do a six-hour-long uh, Q&A session, so check out the results of that. Epic. The second one, uh, Elon Musk had a very interesting conference call where he called analysts boring, not cool, and boneheaded. Uh, definitely worth reading a bit more about that. Walmart purchased Flipkart, so uh, they are buying 73% of it for $14.3 billion. Oh, the deal was done. Deal was done. Interestingly, Alphabet, so Google's parent company, is chipping in $3 billion of that $14 billion amount. So it's a Walmart and Google uh, joint venture, I guess. And looking at Flipkart's existing shareholders, Microsoft owns shares and so does eBay. So it's a bit of a wow. um, bit of an all-star lineup uh, taking on Amazon, Amazon will be in spewing. India. Yeah, now ripping through it, uh, Snap yep. had a terrible report and uh, shares fell 25%. So just more bad news for Snapchat. Nice there. Apple announced a $100 billion share buyback on top of a $210 billion share buyback. So they're buying back over $300 billion worth of their shares, which is almost a third of their market cap, um, which is a lot. Mm. And uh, last but not least, US in the US sent a delegation to China to try and resolve some of this trade war stuff. Uh, they've come back empty-handed, so expect more escalations over the coming weeks. Boom. A lot happening. Right, you killed that. Yeah. Who <laughs> says I waffle? <laughs> <laughs> Let's crack into the episode, Ren. So uh, this week, I sent you a tweet that I came across um, in the Twitter sphere, and you being a Twitter shareholder, um, stoked to see that we're you know, I'm using Twitter, I hope. Yeah. One of the, one of the users, yeah. The, the first point of call for news these days, Twitter. Yes. So, you know. And so this uh, tweet that I'll read out in a second sparked a, a bit of conversation between you and I, and, and we were both rather taken back by what what the result of this tweet was. So I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll read the tweet and then and we'll go into a bit of a discussion about it. But uh, I'd like you to particularly discuss the, the 2 and 20 um, because that's your little baby. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's all. This episode is going to be all to do with fees, and um, there's a lot of fees out there in the investing um, in the investing world that are sometimes more hidden than than not. And this is a and one of our a Buffett is always saying to the, you know the best way to improve your returns is to avoid paying fees to fund managers. He's very anti fund managers, which we've discussed in previous episodes. So this tweet came through and said, if you've invested $1,000 with Warren Buffett in 1965, that would currently be worth $4.3 million. However, if Berkshire had been a hedge fund charging 2 and 20, that $4.3 million would have accrued $300,000 to the investor with a stunning $4 million going to the fund manager. So that's a pretty massive difference. You're going to have 300000 at the end of the day in your back pocket if you were to go through a traditional hedge fund sort of a fee structure, which is the two and twenty, or if you had gone through Warren Buffett, Berkshire, and where he doesn't charge that sort of fee structure and does all his reinvestments and that sort of stuff, you would have four point three million dollars in the back pocket. So, Ren, before we go into the fees, um, let's sort of unpack this a bit. What are your thoughts on this? You were pretty taken taken away. Yeah, I was really surprised and. I mean, you know, if if you turn $1,000 investment into $300,000, you're not going to be disappointed. But no. le- realizing that the you have $4 million on the table just through fees is pretty crazy. 
So we, we should explain what this uh, this two and twenty is. So that's the standard hedge fund fee structure, and what that is is two percent of the total amount invested every year, and then twenty percent of any um, any profits or any gains. And so that's the way hedge funds make their money, and that is not what Warren Buffett does. Um, Warren Buffett ju- just has invested his own funds uh, along with his investors' funds in Berkshire Hathaway. So in essence, he doesn't charge fees, and you can just see the crazy uh, way that fees take away from your results. Literally, four million dollars of four point three million dollar gain would have been taken by your <laughs> investment manager. It's ridiculous, and it would be really hard to see that um, over an extended period of time because unless someone puts it in a lump sum at the end, like. 2% doesn't sound like an awful lot and that's where people get sucked in. Oh, it's only 2%. But the compound of that over 50 years or whatever it was, 1965 or 53 years or whatever it may be. It was um, when, it, when the blog post was originally written, it was 45 years. 45 years. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, that compound effect is and, and is what Buffett always talks about, <clears throat> pardon me, is, is clearly massive. Um, yeah. So, yeah, fees essentially stop your money from growing. And as a beginner, I think, the better understanding you have of the impact of fees uh, at an early stage, the the better it is for your investing outcomes. Um, because you know, over a lifetime, fees can certainly be the difference between early retirement and <clears throat> not. So, what we'll do is we'll take a look at what type of investment fees are out there, and and the obvious ones, and then the less obvious ones, and how they relate to sort of different investing products, and then we'll go into a bit of a few ways that you can avoid paying fees. So I guess, Ren, I'll start with one, and the most obvious fee is a transaction fee, right? Yeah, definitely. So you've got commission and brokerage, and we've discussed this a lot. Um, they're obviously the fees that you pay to to do the transaction, to buy the stock, and, and those fees vary anywhere from, well, now $0, um, you know, with the, the stake, for example, <laughs> which, which we'll talk about a bit later in how to avoid paying fees, but usually the brokerage fee is a, a flat fee, uh, depending on your investing amount and vary anywhere from $8 upwards of 20 And then if you start investing larger amount, it usually becomes a percentage of the amount that you're investing. Uh, you have anything to add to that, Ren? No, I think you've summed that up quite nicely. So that that's the main type of fee there. You're, the, the way that you enter into a trade, uh, and unless you're with one of these new products like Stake, you're paying a fee to engage in that trade. Mm-hmm. What else? What other fees are out there that we need to look out for? So, so I think the main ones, to my mind, are when you get someone else to manage your money, there are, are a lot of fees there that, that they have to be advertised, but sometimes you don't realize the implications of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, you might have some more to add, but the main ones that I have are there's generally an entry fee. So when you originally put your money with a fund manager or a hedge fund, or whoever it is, there might there's a fee to enter into that. Um, and then any additional contributions you make, there will sometimes be a contribution fee. Um, and then there is an ongoing sort of management fee. Now, that can be similar to what we talked about before with the 2 and 20, or it can sometimes just be a percentage of the profits, or sometimes it can just be a percentage of the uh, the money under management. But it's really important that you're aware what the fees are because, you know, as we said before, you could be leaving... You could be walking away with three hundred grand, but leaving four million dollars on the table. So yeah, so I had the investment management fees, obviously, and an uh, expense ratio, which is essentially—I mean, we'll talk about it with the uh, ETF, but it's 
say if the expense ratio is 0.9%, it means that for every thousand invested, nine dollars of that go towards the operating expenses of that um, management. Um, and then you might have an annual account fee and those sorts of things. So there are a lot of fees out there, but I just wanted to make it clear for those that might be new to the show. Most of these fees, as you said, Ren, occur when you are doing off-market transactions. So occur when you're giving your money to a fund manager and he or she then go and look after it uh, off the off the stocks, uh, sorry, off the ASX. In terms of fees, if you're buying stocks on the ASX, then the main one that you need to be looking for is the transaction fee, which is your brokerage. However, if you were to be buying into, say, ETFs, then you need to be aware that those ETFs, exchange traded fund companies, also carry fees in the way that they manage their investments. So um, whilst it's not going to be a direct cost to you out of your bank account in terms of when you, like a, a brokerage comes out of the sort of uh, funds that you're paying, they take it into account when they are giving a return on your investment. That makes sense, doesn't it, Ren? Yeah, yeah. Um, in a, so in a nutshell, if someone else is looking after your money, whether it's through an ETF or whether it's through a private fund, there will be fees involved. People aren't going to manage your money for free. The last ones that I just want to touch on quickly are super funds. So yep. this is something that obviously everyone is exposed to, but people probably don't think a lot about. But similar to how fees can erode your investment performance, fees can erode your super funds performance. And there's a lot more fees that might be in the fine print in your super fund. So it's really important that you are looking at what the expense ratio is, is sometimes what it's called, or you're looking at you know what the administration fees are and the contribution fees, um, and you're getting a total idea of how much you're paying to be in that super fund. Yeah, that's a good point, and I want to touch on that because super is particularly something that you should pay interest, uh, pay interest to, I guess, pay <laughs> a, a lot of interest in because especially at this age where we're getting paid super or if, if you're in a full-time role or whatever it may be, if you're accruing super, um, having a look now and, and, and figuring it out what is the best option in terms of fees will it make a massive difference over the long term. And especially with super, it's a set and forget. So you don't want to be setting and forgetting and then looking at your account summary in 10 or 20 years and having on the table a lot of money taken out in fees that you could have avoided many years before purely by just taking the time to have a look. So they make it very clear what the fees are and it's very easy to do comparisons. I'm sure finder.com.au who we spoke <laughs> to last week will probably even have yeah, a superannuation sure. comparison yeah. on their site. So definitely worth um, having a look at. So that's a good call out, Ren. So I guess the next part is how do we avoid paying these fees? Like obviously, you know, people need to make their money and so that's why they're uh, putting these fees in and it's you know, now becoming easier to avoid some of the more obvious fees, but sort of what's out there that, you know, can help investors uh, minimize the impact of these fees? So I think the big one is index funds. So they're generally um, ETFs and they have revolutionized the investment industry, I guess. Um, Mm. They're passive funds. So rather than a group of hedge fund managers or someone managing your money, actively trading, they uh, will just track you know, the 200 biggest stocks in Australia or the 500 biggest stocks in America or, or whatever it is, um, and their fees are far lower. So how do I get access to it in an index fund? So they're, they're ETFs that we always talk about. Um, yep. you, you just trade them like you would a normal stock. 
but even within that, so that that's the best way to avoid fees. But even within that, there are different way. There are different uh, fee structures for very similar products. Uh, so uh, there's a couple of examples that we can talk about. In if you're looking at buying the biggest 500 companies in America, there are two options that uh, sort of illustrate the difference in fees. One is the ASX code IVV, and the second is the ASX code SPY. Uh, and they are both the S&P 500, so they hold exactly the same shares. But for IVV, their expense ratio is 0.04%, and for SPY, their expense ratio is 0.09%. So, 0.04. Yeah, so they're both same like a tiny number, but for exactly the same product, you're paying double the fees for one than the other. So it's just so cheap. It, it is so cheap, but... 40 cents for $1,000. Yeah, but, you know, if you hold it long enough, it can make a difference. And similarly, the uh, there's a new product being launched by BetaShares, an Australian company, A200, which is the 200 biggest Australian shares. And they have a expense ratio or management cost of 0.07%, whereas the previous cheapest ASX 200 ETF had a expense ratio of 0.14%. So again, if you don't do your research, you might be paying double the fees. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, you might be paying 0.14% rather than 0.07%, which again, doesn't sound like a lot, but it adds up over time. And when you're paying for exactly the same product, uh, why pay more than you need to? Do you have any other good ways to avoid paying fees or minimize paying fees? Yeah, absolutely. So for brokerage, for example, there's a number of platforms out there that are actively ensuring that they can provide cheapest, the cheapest rate on brokerage as possible particularly the online uh, brokerage platforms such as IG. They were one of the first to market with much lower brokerage in the banks. So they were paying that you could pay $8 with them um, every time you did a trade relative to the big banks who were sitting around $20. So that was a good way to reduce your transaction fees. And now with the likes of Stake in Australia um, and then Robinhood on their way, they offer free brokerage. So that's a massive bonus when you you know it comes to trading stocks you don't have to pay every time you want to make a trade however the fees to watch for those sort of companies are if you're trading in the US for example with stake you need to transfer your money from Australian dollars to US dollars and of course there's going to be a transaction fee in that but I'm sure it's not going to be anywhere near as harmful to your end balance uh, than if you were paying brokerage every time you did a trade. So, yeah, the, the, of- the good thing about that is that you only pay it when you're transferring your money. It doesn't affect yeah. the rate of compounding while it stays in US dollars. And exactly. I guess that, that should be the golden rule. Like you want to minimize the fees that affect, that minimize the compounding effect of your money. That's the key to this whole thing, really. That's the, that's the message is at the end of the day, yeah, you want to 
you, you don't want to be the guy with four million in managers. <laughs> managers no, no, no. Three hundred k in your own. <laughs> There's this book, uh, and its title is "Where are the Where are the Customers Yachts?" And it was written in like the forties by someone who'd lost all their money in the um, 1929 crash. And it's basically, you know, the, asking the question. Uh, someone went to New York and saw all these money managers with their, you know, fancy yachts, and they asked the question, "Well, where are all the customers' yachts?" And the fact of the matter is, you know, customers aren't the ones getting rich a lot of the time. It's the managers that are, you know, collecting all the fees and buying the fancy yachts. So, so you just got to keep that in mind. And you know, obviously, managers are, do a great job and f- have made a lot of people a lot of money, but. Um, mm. It's something that you just have to be mindful of, and it's probably a case of diversifying properly. So mm. there's you have you you know fees aren't all bad. There's a reason that you pay fees, but you probably don't want all your money tied up in high fee paying uh, investment. Mm. Absolutely, and you don't owe anything to anyone. So just because you start with one broker platform and there's nothing stopping you going to the other, you you should do it. At the end of the day, they're all offering essentially the same products. You can still buy the same stocks. You can still trade the same way you would like to. But if you can just avoid paying these sorts of fees, then it's going to go a long way down the track, especially if you're trading in small amounts. I mean, if you're going to throw down $500 and pay $20 in brokerage on that trade, I mean, as a percentage, that fee is very high. So you want to be avoiding doing those things while you can. And now we've got the technology and the companies and the businesses that are allowing us to do it. So... Yeah, that's yeah. probably a wrap, Ren. I, I think, think so. uh, we've covered everything pretty briefly to do with fees. Yeah, well, if you're interested in reading a little bit more about fees, we'll include our blog post entitled Have You Paid Your Stupid Tax in uh, Equity Mates Thought Starters coming out on Monday. Yeah. Uh, I actually realized that this episode will only be released on Tuesday. So, um, <laughs> coming we'll out release- yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we'll... we'll- release have you paid your stupid tax we'll include that in uh the next thought starters from when you're listening to this episode uh so if you want to read some more about fees and how you can avoid them uh check out that blog post and Uh, for those of you that are new to the show thought starters is our weekly email that comes out on a monday where we give you five interesting articles that will help provoke some thought anything to do with investing business or all that sort of stuff um, we will send it out to you every Monday. You can jump on to our website, equitymates.com, and sign up. We promise we don't spam you. It's one email a week, uh, but there's some great content in there that um, will get you through the week. And, yeah, definitely encourage you to guys guys to sign up. Uh, but that's it, Ren. Uh, looking forward to... And we should say chat. we don't charge fees to sign up. So <laughs> no, save your money. fee-free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't affect your rate of content. <laughs> All right, sounds good, Ren. We'll talk next week. Equity mates and the people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. This is general advice only. Please speak to a financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your individual situation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.